הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבתוכנו, וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר. קדושים אשר בארץ הם המבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודורם. נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגן נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם, today we're going to do a Torah, a very unique Torah, Torah Ayn, Torah 70, um, that speaks about something beyond phenomenal. Rabbanu is going to tie something that we, uh, um, something about gravity, and teach us about gravity, the laws of gravity, and um, teach us what it really has to do, the spiritual meaning behind, um, behind why the world works like this, in this manner. And it was on the eighth day that, um, that Moshe called to Aaron, Aaron's children, and to the elders of Israel. Okay. There's a beautiful chidush I, I heard that is taught in the teachings of, uh, um, in the breast of teachings, that Shmini is an acronym for five names. Shemini is Shin is Shimon, Mem is Moshe, Yud is Yitzchak, Nun is Nachman, and the last Yud is Yitzchak. These five names are the five names of the five tzaddikim which Rabbi Nachman teaches. Um, in Chayim Moran, he tells us that these are the five neshamot that are the Bechina of Moshe Mashiach, tzaddik Yisod Olam, this concept, that, um, that take this role. Of um, the leader of the generation, the Moshe of the generation that comes back every single time. Moshe obviously means the first Shimon, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Rabbi Yitzchak Loria Ashkenazi, the Arizal. Then you have um, Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Shem Tov, and then you have Rabbi Nachman, the last one. As Rabbeinu said, that I will be the last before the Mashiach. That there will be no Chidushim, um, there, there will be no Chidush like me until the time of the Mashiach, until the Mashiach himself. So we see that these five are. Um, represent this content of Shmini, we're going to see later that this has to do uh, with the lesson with the Tzadik. That this is what we're talking about, the Tzadik I met at the generation. Okay. So, let's hop right into it. Ki kol advarim hem All things are on the earth. ro'in we see empirically, naturally, she'akol gadim min ha'aret, everything originates from the, from the land, from the earth. V'chol advarim ha'beriyot ha'rochim ha'manachim ha'aret. All creatures, are walking and are placed on the earth. It's it's impossible that they are detached and that they are distant from the earth. Unless um, it's with you, unless the only way that they are distant from the earth is using counter countering force. What we're gonna call countering force. Meaning what? Unless someone exerts a force on that thing. And he, um, um, basically, that this person's place or this creature's place is taken away from the earth and it's, he's distant from it. So, unless countering force is used to, um, is used upon the earth, then you cannot distance yourself from the earth. For example, you jump, you're using countering force, you're being distant from the earth for a few seconds or for a few milliseconds or whatever that is. And that's how you are able to be distant from the earth, unless. Unless you use that countering force, koach amachiach, we're going to call it, then you're going to have to be placed on the earth. You're, you're, you're pulled down to the earth. There's a magnetic pull. And according to how much countering force you're using, the same is true of how much you'll be distant from the earth. And afterwards, when that countering force stops, 
that thing which has been detached from the earth then returns back. For example, for example, if a person throws something up in the air, so through that person's strength, he exerts force on that object and he's able to detach that object from the earth. And according to that person's strength, how much force he's exerting, that's how much um, he's forcing the object to be thrown up in the air and to be detached. That's what we're talking about. And afterwards, whenever his strength, which is that countering force, stops, it comes to a, um, a halt, that object which you, which you threw, um, then falls back to the earth. Rabbeinu is teaching us that the earth has gravitational pull. The power to draw in. What we call gravitational uh, pull. And it draws all objects to it. Because if not, it would be, if it did not have gravitational pull, it would be impossible. It would be impossible for anything to exist upon it. For it would be impossible. Um, sorry, it would be fitting that everything would fall off the earth if it didn't have gravitational pull because of the fact that it's a ball. And all the people of the earth are standing on, on this ball. But the only thing that keeps everything standing and um, attached to the earth is the, through this gravitational pull. And therefore, therefore, when this um, countering force um, stops, then that and that object falls back down to the earth. The closer that object comes down below, meaning the closer it approaches the earth, it flies and it falls even even fast at a faster pace. Which means this: when you throw th- something in the air. The speed at which the object is traveling when it's closer to the earth is obviously much higher than the speed that, than, uh, that it's traveling at whenever the object is higher from the earth. So the closer that object is descending down to the earth, the closer it gets to the, to the earth, the, the greater the speed it, the object is falling at. Why? Rabbanu teaches us. So the, as we just explained, the closer it gets down below, the more this object flies with greater speed. This is because it's actually the object is coming closer to the Earth's gravitational pull. So the pull of the Earth has much more strength to grab onto the object, therefore it's pulling it much quicker. It's pulling it in much quicker. This is why that object falls with much greater speed. So now Rabbanu is going to get into the ra- what we're really talking about here with gravity. What this really means. The tzaddik is the aspect of the dust. For the tzaddik, as we know, says in Mishle, he is the foundation of the, of the world. It says the tzaddik is the foundation of the world. And what's the foundation of the world? We know one of them is the dust, obviously, clearly, because the dust is one of the four elements. Air, earth, um, Air, earth, fire, water, earth being one of them. And the earth has to do with the tzaddik. Why? For it says the tzaddik is the foundation of the world. What's the foundation? The earth, obviously. It's a thing that um, through the world is built upon. And all the world stands upon him. 
this tzaddik or on the earth. And this tzaddik has the gravitational pull. He has the power to draw in whatever, um, whatever it is. He has the power to draw in any single thing to him. For Rabbeinu teaches us that this tzaddik is unique in the world. He's one. He's only one in the world. For he is the foundation of the world. And this is giving us a bigger secret as to the, why Rabbeinu uses the word the Shemini being all these five tzaddikim who are, who are only one. That these are the only five until the Mashiach who are this aspect of Yechidi Ba'olam Tzaddik Yesodolam that we're talking about here. That all these things are drawn uh, to this tzaddik. Even all the other tzaddikim are like branches from this tzaddik. Each and every tzaddik according to his aspect. So depending on how big the other tzaddik is, it will, will um, tell us how big that branch is that stems off from this tzaddik who is unique in the world, who is um, like this tree. Sometimes the tzaddik who's a, who's a branch in comparison to the, the tzaddik is Sometimes the tzaddik who's like a branch of a branch. For this unique tzaddik in the world, this only tzaddik, he is humble, he is lowly, and he places himself um, like dust. He makes himself as if he's dust. said, I am like dust and ashes. This is what we're referencing here. That the tzaddik Yesod Olam makes himself like Afaba Efer Ba'alken who Yesod Olam. And this is why he is Yesod Olam, the foundation of the world. This is why he's like the aspect of dust. Everything stands upon the dust. And everything is standing upon this tzaddik. This is why we request in the Amidah, in the silent prayer. May my soul be like dust to all. Meaning what? That may my soul have this power, this gravitational pull to draw whatever, um, to draw um, anything to it. Just like dust has that power. Just like the earth has that power. So what we're asking is that our soul has the power to draw to it all the things that we need to. Just like dust has that power. And Rabbanu teaches us that this tzaddik, this tzaddik is He draws all the abundance and influx to the world. Yifchinot, it says, all the influx that comes to the world, the blessings, everything comes through the tzaddik. Yifchinot, it says in Eyob, Be'afchot Zahav. And it says in Eyob, gold dust. We see dust is compared to gold. And what's gold? Shekol ha'shpa'ud ni'mshachin 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 So we see that gold is all the shefa, this abundance that we're talking about. For gold is, obviously has this good connotation of blessing and everything. And gold is compared to dust. So what are we telling us? That all the shefa, all the gold that comes down to the world, is drawn from the concept of dust, from this special tzaddik. And this is why Rabbanu teaches us that when you give tzaddik to this tzaddik, this unique tzaddik, he's blessed immediately. For this tzaddik that you're giving to this tzaddik is as if you're planting or, planting or um, sowing upon the earth whose yield is Copious, it's double. Sow for yourselves seeds of charity and harvest in accord with chesed. So we see here something. That when you bring something into the dust, you reap the reward immediately. 
And it says, Zir'u lachem nisaka. Sow your, uh, your seeds of charity. Sow for yourself seeds of charity. So we see that when you plant these seeds of charity, you immediately harvest in accordance with chesed. So according to how much you plant, or the fact that you plant, you immediately reap. And this is what Rabbi Nusayinga says, that tzaddik is compared to the dust. When you give money to the tzaddik, as we see in the verse in Hosea, this sowing for yourself seeds of charity, when you plant seeds within the tzaddik, when you give tzaddik to the tzaddik, then you immediately reap the rewards. But when you give tzaddik to someone who isn't in the aspect of dust at all, it does not make any fruit, it does not produce offspring. This is why Yomiyah cursed the men of Anatot. What did he say? He asked, Yomiyah asked Hashem to act against them in the time of your anger. That he should ask, ask, uh, sorry, act against the men of Anatot in the time of God's anger. And what did it say over there in the, in the Gemara? What was Yomiyah's real request? That Hashem should trap them um, through those who are unworthy. Trap them through those poor people who are unworthy, meaning make sure that they give tzedakah to those people who aren't actually poor people who are fitting to receive that money. So make these men of Anatot fall into giving tzedakah into the wrong places. So we see here that Rabban was telling us when you give tzedakah to the wrong places, as we see with the curse of Yomiyah here, that um, it's not good, it didn't produce anything good. Meaning that what? That these men of Anatot weren't in the aspect of dust at all. Sorry, that um, these, sorry, these poor people who aren't proper aren't in the aspect of dust. And this is what zakah that we give them is not in the aspect of planting at all. It's not considered planting. For planting means you're going to reap the reward. And in this case, when you give to an unproper, an unworthy person, then it's not considered planting. And it's, behold, it's fitting that all the people come to this tzaddik, that they are drawn to this tzaddik, that all the people of the world should come to this tzaddik, who is the aspect of thus. So we see, obviously, that if the tzaddik is a dust, then everyone should come to the tzaddik, to this unique tzaddik. Why? For he has that, that pull. He has the gravitational pull. But Rabbanu teaches us, through the Koach HaMachiach, through that countering force, what happens? The world is stopped and distant from him. Meaning there's people in this world that through their words, their actions, they actually use a countering force to prevent people and to stop people, to distance people from this Tzaddik. And according to the amount of countering force that is used by these people, this is how much they are able to distance people from the tzaddik. The more you counteract from the tzaddik, the more people are distanced from him. But afterwards, when this countering force stops, that person who was once uh, pulled away from the tzaddik will then be drawn back to him. For he is the aspect of the dust. Because whenever this countering force ceases to exist, then everything returns back to the dust, to this tzaddik who has the power to draw in. This is why Rabbeinu teaches us that there's many people that are very far from the tzaddik. There's people that are far from the tzaddik because they still have within them this countering force that is preventing them. 
אבל אחר כך שיפסיק כוח עם אחיה, אבל אחרי זה, כשזה קאונטרינג פורס סטופס, יחזרו ויתקרבו כאן, they will return and they will come close to the צדיק. וזה שאנו רואים, כשאדם נוסע לצדיק, כל מה שמקיים למקום הצדיק יותר, יש לו חק שיק יותר. And this is why we see that when a person travels to the צדיק, the closer he gets, the greater his desire. for the fact that he is actually drawing closer to the gravitational pull as we saw above when you throw an object the closer it reaches the earth the, the faster it travels the same is true of the tzaddik that the greater your desire is the closer you get to him and this is the aspect of the mishkan now Rabbanu is going to explain all the elements that we just explained with regard to the tabernacle. For the Mishkan has the power to draw in. It has gravitational pull as well. Why? For the Mishkan was able to draw godliness to that place which it stood. Draw me. will run after you. I will run after you. Moshcheni comes from the word Mishkan, then the Mishkan comes from the meaning Moshcheni to draw me in. Acharecha Narutzadek, it says, what did it say in the verse? I will run after you. Acharecha, or after you, Narutza, we will run, sorry. Acharecha Narutza, we will run after you, it says specifically. He called Mashemit Karabetarailav, because the closer you are drawn in, the closer you are having, you closer you are to this concept of the Mishkan, to the Moshcheni. Hu Yaratz Beyotel Kanan, he's running quicker. The closer you are to that pole, the faster you move. Because of that subject, this concept of um, the the gravitational pull that we're talking about here. And it's born in the Midrash in Parashat Shemot. That the Mishkan comes from the language of Mashkon, which means a guarantee. Which is a guarantee. It's a guarantor to Israel. Meaning, what is the Mishkan guaranteeing to Am Yisrael? That what? That the divine presence will rest with them even if they will sin. God forbid. And I will place my tabernacle among, amongst you and my soul won't detest you. Meaning, that's the verse I bring, as, as it teaches us to tell us that even if we sin, Hashem will not draw away His divine presence from us. Nimtza, we find, that we find that through the Mishkan, the divine presence rests among Israel. Meaning that which we mentioned above, because the Mishkan comes from Moshcheni to draw me in. Meaning that from the Mishkan, the Mishkan is able to draw in the Shekhinah. Mishkan from the word Shekhinah also. The Mishkan has the power to draw in. To draw in godliness to the place in which it stood. This is why it's impossible to, to establish, to build a Mishkan unless it's Sadiq. Unless it is a Sadiq who does so. Only the Sadiq could build a Mishkan, to erect a Mishkan. For the Sadiq is the concept of the Das, that this is Moshe Rabbeinu Shuhaya Anam Mikul Adam. Who is more humble than any other person? It says in Shemot, Moshe erected the tabernacle. So Moshe is the one who does it, only Moshe. For Moshe is humble and he is like the Yafar. Because no one else can elevate the Mishkan. It's specifically this tzaddik who is in the aspect of the dust who has this power to draw in. Only he can, can erect the Mishkan. For, what? For why? The Mishkan 
has the power, has also the gravitational pull to draw in godliness. This is why it says, It wasn't because you were more numerous than the other nations that God um, desired you. It's not because we are numerous that Hashem loves us. It's actually because we are few. What does it say over there? Because when we make ourselves less, that's when Hashem loves us. It's only because that we made ourselves less, that we made ourselves humble, that we lowered ourselves, that Hashem desires us. Because of the fact that we lessen and we lower ourselves, through this, we become in the aspect of dust, meaning that we have the power that he has the power of the, uh, to draw in, meaning to draw in godliness. Why for the Mishkan is this power of drawing in gravitational pull? So when you lower yourself, you have more gravitational pull. And this is why Hashem has desired them, meaning Am Yisrael, because Am Yisrael in its nature has to be lowly and humble. And when we are lowly and humble, we attach ourselves to this concept of the Afar, of the Mishkan, which has the power to draw in, and because of that, Hashem is drawn to us. And this is why it said in Yeshaya, Eshkone Daka, I dwell with the humble. Why? Because through lowliness and humility, when a person places himself as if he's the dust, through this he has the power to draw in Hashem to him. This is the aspect of the Mishkan. And this is why, um, this is the aspect of honor that it speaks about with regard to the Mishkan. It says, And it shall be sanctified in my honor. It says in Shemot chapter 29 over there, that there's a kavod with regard to the Mishkan. And it says, And the honor of God filled the Mishkan. For all the honor that each and every person possesses in the world, from small to big, everyone receives their honor from this tzaddik. For this tzaddik represents the dust. He represents the mishkan. That from the mishkan, everything is drawn from there. As we saw that the, the kavod fills the mishkan, that Hashem asks us to sanctify the mishkan with His honor. So we see that the Mishkan possesses honor, and where does the Tzaddik, what Koach does the Tzaddik have? The Koach Moshech, just like the Mishkan. So if the Mishkan has this Kavod, then so does the Tzaddik as well. That all Kavod exists by this Tzaddik. For all the honor, all the greatness exists only by this Tzaddik, Rabbeinu teaches us. Everyone else, even all the other Tzaddikim, whoever you want, name it, receives from him. From this tzaddik is Hodora. In every single place that you find his greatness, this is reference to Hashem Bach. Here, Rabbanu taking it in essence with regard to the tzaddik. But in general, the Megillah says, anytime you find God's greatness, there you actually find his humility. The same is true of the tzaddik, that by the tzaddik, he has all the humility, as we know, he's like the dust, but there he has all the greatness as well. We find that in the place where lowliness and and smallness exists, that is where all the honor and all the greatness exists as well. That I dwell with the humble. Hashem says, 
So greatness is with those who are small. This is why all the leaders of the world receive their honor from this tzaddik. Because the tzaddik is in the aspect of the dust. And the same is true of the renewal of honor. Because any time honor is renewed, that this official comes to a new appointment, new authority. That a person is appointed to become a new, a new position, etc. And the authority and the honor is renewed. All this is done through the tzaddik. Because according to how much the tzaddik erects a mishkan every single time, according to how he erects a mishkan every single time, that from there comes the kavod, because we saw that the mishkan is filled with the kavod of Hashem. So anytime the tzaddik builds a mishkan, as, he, as we know that the mishkan used to move from place to place, the tzaddik used to put it down and lift it up, and when they used to travel, the tzaddik used to rebuild it, etc., whatever it is. So as long as the tzaddik kept rebuilding it, according to how he rebuilt it is according to how much, how the kavod is renewed. So depending on how the tzaddik rebuilds the mishkan, will tell us how the kavod is renewed in the world, who will get this position, etc., etc. As we saw, that any time, that according to how he erected the mishkan, every single time, this is how kavod would come. As it said that the honor of God filled the mishkan. So according to how the mishkan was Erected, this is how all the honor and the authority was renewed. And this is what it says in the verse. And it was on the eighth day that Moshe called to Aaron, his children, and all the elders of Israel. For when the tzaddik needs to call the nation's leaders, how does he call them? He calls them by first building the Mishkan. Because it's in the Mishkan that the Kavod exists. And through this he calls them. For everyone is coming to the Tzaddik to receive the honor from him. And this is what it says in the verse. On the eighth day. Meaning that on the eighth day, that's when Moshe erected the Mishkan, as we know. That was the inauguration of the Mishkan on the eighth day. Through this, as it says in the verse over there, that Moshe called to Aaron, Aaron's children, and all the elders of Israel. For they encompass all the leaders of the nation. From the smallest to the biggest. Meaning, through the erection of the temple, of the, sorry, of the tabernacle, Moshe was able to call all the nation's leaders. The nation, uh, the leaders of the nation, as we saw in the verse, this represents Aaron, Aaron's children, the leaders, etc. And this is why it says in Gemara, that Nisan, the first day of Nisan, Rosh Chodesh Nisan is actually considered Rosh Hashanah for the kings. Because on Rosh Chodesh Nisan was the day. That the Mishkan was inaugurated. When the Mishkan is inaugurated and built, then what happens? All the Kavod is drawn to the Melachim, to the kings. All the kings receive their Kavod from the Mishkan, as we know. And when was the, when do they receive their Kavod? On the day when Moshe calls them. And when did Moshe call them? On the day where he builds the temple, on, he erects the tabernacle. That is on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. This is why Nisan is the new year for the kings. It's a new year for all those appointed leaders and and um, positions of authority. This is why the building of the Mishkan came on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. The inauguration of the Tabernacle came on this day, the first day of Nisan. For this represents Rosh Chodesh, 
new leader. Rosh Chodesh means new head, literally. Because Rosh Chodesh literally means to renew the head, which means what? That on this day, all the leaders are renewed. And this is the aspect of what it says in the Gemara over there. Rosh Chodesh Nisan, Rosh Chodesh Limnachim. That Rosh Chodesh Nisan, that the uh, first day of Nisan is considered the new year for the kings. So, Baruch Hashem, this is where we'll stop today. An amazing, amazing Torah. May we attach ourselves to the true tzaddik to receive all the honor and cover from him to return it back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Bezat um, Hashem, that we ourselves also have this koach to draw in as we pray for every single day in, uh, in the Amidah. May we truly attach ourselves to this unique tzaddik who has this koach and truly um, draw in all the good traits that he has um, um, acquired. Bezat Hashem.